We gather together spiritually, though we are apart physically tonight, for evening prayer. Although most of us are accustomed to having this service once a week, it is actually one of the daily offices, meaning it could be done each evening. In this time of separation, doing so may bring you an added measure of comfort. Evening prayer always begins with the service of light. A candle guides the way for worship leaders, and sometimes each individual receives its light. The candle is the principal focus of our attention, for it represents Christ, who is the light of the world. As we begin tonight, you might pause to find a candle and light it. In this time when fear, isolation, and darkness threaten to overcome our world, Lighting a candle reminds us of John's words, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. Jesus Christ, you are the light of the world. No light, no darkness can overcome. Stay with us now. For it is evening, and the day is almost over. Let your light scatter the darkness, and shine within your people
May God be with you all and also with you. Let us sing our thanks to God. It is right to give God thanks and praise. Blessed are you, creator of the universe. From old you have led your people by night and day. May the light of your Christ make our darkness bright. For your word and your presence are the light of our pathways, and you are the light and life of all creation. Amen. prayers come before you, O God, as incense, and may your presence surround and fill us so that in union with all creation we might sing your praise and your love in our lives. Amen. Our reading from this, for this evening comes from the 25th chapter of Matthew, beginning with the 31st verse. Jesus said, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at the left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, come you that are blessed by my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. 
I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you took care of me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Let us pray. Gracious God, as this day comes to a close and day turns to night, as darkness falls and stars dot the sky, we feel your presence with us, in us and among us. As we are isolated from one another, we trust in your presence through Christ, who is God with us, Amen. Several years ago, I met a young woman named Alganish from Ethiopia. She taught me about the Lutheran Makana Jesus Church and why they believe the Ark of the Covenant is in their country. She taught me how to make Ethiopian coffee, which is so strong it can keep you awake for a week. She taught me how to carry water from a well and how she did this every day for her family by strapping a gas can full of water to her back with a rope and walking for miles, for hours. My whole life, all I had to do to get water was turn on the tap or push a button on the refrigerator, and there it was. So when Alganish came to one of our women's retreats at St. Peter's to share about life in Ethiopia and teach us to carry water like Ethiopian women and girls, my eyes were opened to the practice of carrying water. We live in a culture that soaks up convenience like a sponge and eschews physical labor as the lowest kind of work. Some of us might choose to work out, demonstrating that we have the lifestyle that affords us the luxury of going to the gym to build muscles and stay in shape, rather than doing so by plowing a field or hauling brush, by digging ditches or carrying water. The general idea is to make enough money so that you can pay other people to do that sort of work for you, to labor, for you, to serve you. When Alganish strapped the gas can full of water to my back and patted me to indicate that I should start walking and told me so in her broken English, I took my initial steps with long strides, excited by the calories I was burning as I walked around the retreat campsite. But 10 minutes in to the practice, I was decidedly less enthusiastic. 20 minutes in, this no longer felt like a workout and felt distinctly like actual work. 30 minutes in, my muscles were crying and so were my eyes. 
40 minutes in, when I poured out the water into glasses for our women, I tasted the sweetness of service. Now, this exercise in and of itself was life-changing, but it was significantly more so as I began to, to unpack the practice of carrying water for others with Algonish and our women. She explained how this act of service was also a labor of love given by these women for the sake of their families, their communities, and their congregations. The water they carried made meals, cleaned clothes, baptized babies. The water they carried gave life, and the way they carried it was full of dignity and grace. The water they carried and the way Algonish talked of their working as their service made me wonder if I could see my own work through new eyes. Could chores not be full of resentment and annoyance as they often were? Could they in fact be more than mere chores? Could folding the laundry bring order? Cleaning the toilets bring health? Making the bed bring peace? Could my work not be full of resentment and annoyance? Could my work be acts of service, labors of love? Could they be full of dignity and grace too? Now the things I've just listed are acts of service that I do for my family, but equally important are acts of service for neighbors and strangers. The year I took St. Peter's youth group to Matamoros, Mexico, opened a new chapter of carrying water. Throughout the week, the youth and sponsors and I dug ditches for water pipes to bring running water to a new clinic at Casa Bougainvillea. The idea sounded great when I pitched it to the parents, but one day into the project, we were decidedly less enthusiastic. And two days in, this no longer felt like a good workout for our arms, but distinctly like actual work. And three days in, our muscles were crying, and so were our eyes. And four days in, when the water flowed into the clinic sink, and Dr. Nancy saw it, we tasted the sweetness of our service. Serving especially in some back-breaking, sweat-inducing, or painstaking way, is a spiritual practice. Maybe the hardest spiritual practice in the world, especially if we look up from our work to see the face of our neighbor and see the face of Christ there. Perhaps then we understand the words we heard from Matthew. Lord, when was it that we saw you thirsty and gave you something to drink? I was thinking about service in light of the current pandemic running rampant in our world today. 
This week, I listened as a political analyst, yes, of all things, spoke the gospel truth that I needed to hear. He said, most disasters have the ability to bring people together, he said. But through his years of research of past historical events, he noted that a pandemic is different because it leads us to suspicion and isolation if we let it, and we often do. But, he said, it doesn't have to be that way. This pandemic, even with its need for social distancing, can actually bring us together if we reach out to serve one another through the practice of carrying water. This week, I watched a teenage boy literally carrying water for an 80-year-old woman in the grocery store. As he lifted the 24-pack of bottles into her cart, I saw in him a labor of love. This pandemic, even with its need for social distancing, can actually bring us closer together. Of course, we need to find safe ways to do this, and each of us will have our own gifts to offer. Maybe it will be checking in on a church member without any family nearby. Maybe it will be watching a neighbor's children so they can go back to work. Maybe it will be contributing to Water to Thrive for a well on this World Water Day on Sunday. Each one of these is an act of service, the practice of carrying water. Each one is a labor of love, full of dignity and grace. Amen. This week, as we have been doing, I invite you into practice, not perfect. Find a way that you can safely serve someone in your home, on your block, in your community. Maybe it's FaceTiming with someone who is more isolated than you. Maybe it is getting water to the trunk of a car for someone else. Maybe it is singing a song for someone who is feeling low. Or if you need some real back-breaking, sweat-inducing labor, pick up a jug of water. Try carrying it around your house. See how long you can go. And think of those who live like Alganish in Ethiopia without the benefits of clean water at their fingertips. And send a donation to purchase a well for a new community. Take time to practice carrying water for someone else this week. We sing together.
and merciful God, source and ground of all goodness and life, give to your people the peace that passes all understanding and the will to live your gospel of mercy and justice and carrying water through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. God, remember us in your love and teach us to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless our God, praise and thanks to you. May God, creator, bless us and keep us. May Christ be our light for our lives. May the spirit of love be our guide and May the peace of Christ go with you wherever the Spirit may send you. May God guide you through the wilderness and protect you through the storm. May God bring you home rejoicing at the wonders God has shown you. May God bring you home rejoicing once again into our doors. Go in peace and serve the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God, God and, and we, we will. Thank you for listening to our message today. We are Triumphant Love Lutheran Church and are affiliated with the Southwest Texas Synod of the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America. We are located in Austin, Texas. You can follow us on our website, www.tllc.org. We look forward to you seeking us out as our podcasts progress. You have a great day, and may the Lord be with you.